Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we're going to be talking about why you should go to sleep at the same time as your wife. This is a common complaint that I hear is that the woman's so tired, she falls into bed at like, you know, nine o'clock right after the kids go to sleep, and the guy is up for many hours, and uh, then they don't get to go to sleep together, and um, frequently, actually, he wakes up much later than her because he went to sleep much later, and even when he doesn't, they lose that time together at night, so I'll talk about that as soon as we discuss that you should subscribe because I have loads of great subscriber episodes. Most recent was on the narcissistic family and I have the next one coming up is on male biology across the lifespan, which is going to be interesting. Um, So anyhow, what I'm talking about here is like if you have some sort of routine that works for you, that's cool. If you work different shifts, all right. If you're used to it and you're happy, that's fine. But I'm not talking about the situation where you're happy, obviously. I'm talking about the situation where one or both of you want to spend more time together and you, you don't know where to get that time because she goes to sleep too early and you go to sleep too late from either, you know, the, the other person's perspective. And, um, and, and then you feel like, well, I can't fall asleep when she falls asleep. So then what's really the point? Well, the point is to spend time together in the bed. This is time cuddling. It's time maybe talking. It's time maybe being silent and close. It, you can stay in the bedroom until she falls asleep and then you can either go out or sometimes you'll just see that you fall asleep at a different time. Also, if there's no time in the bed, when are y'all supposed to have sex? Women, as I've like really tried to hammer home to you, do not just have sex like, bam, here we are having intercourse. Like that's not how it goes. So they need time together, time that is close and a lot of foreplay, some of which starts with cuddling. If there is no time for just cuddling, then how are y'all supposed to have sex? It doesn't make any sense. And some guys feel so sexually starved that they don't even want to lay next to their wife because they don't want to be rejected because they get excited when they're next to her and then she doesn't want to have sex. So it's this constant letdown. Now, I get that, but then you're, you have even less of a chance to reconnect. So you're kind of cutting off your nose to spite your face. And I understand it's to be self-protective, but the net um, overall long-term consequence is that you just end up with less and less and less time together. I mean, that's the truth. And women in particular, like, get more tired than men. I mean, that's that's just biology. Half the month, they're post-ovulation. And uh, they nurse. They get pregnant. There's a lot of biological things that go on. There was a research study that I've cited numerous times here that say that women need, you know, X amount more sleep than men. I don't remember what it was. I feel like it was uh, something close to an hour, maybe. I don't know. They certainly... Um, 
need more because their body's doing more stuff. The male body is like the same over the course of the month. There's no like building up of a uterine lining and then flushing it. That just doesn't happen for guys. So the point being, oh, also women, as I frequently said, struggle more with depression. The type of depression that they have is a typical depression, which means that they want to eat more, sleep more. It's all the vegetative symptoms, which means where you're like kind of hibernating, eating more, sleeping more, like um, being like sitting around more. So a lot of women have undiagnosed depression or at least symptoms of depression that doesn't meet, um, you know, that they don't meet clinical criteria yet. But I mean, many do. They just don't ever like look at the criteria. I mean, by the way, like just as an aside, like psychologists aren't magic. Like you can also Google DSM criteria of whatever the fuck diagnosis you think you have and look because those are the questions that they would ask you. And uh, that's what assessment is. I mean, there's like huge batteries of assessment for different disorders, but they mostly come down. The, the entire point of things is to assess whether or not you have the symptoms in the DSM, you know, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of disorders and we're, you know, if, if you're able to, like the ADHD ones, like look at them. There's like the hyperactive ones. There's the inattentive ones. Do you have these symptoms? Go through them and check off which ones you have. That's all you're really going to be doing uh, overall in a psychologist's office. So if you think that you may be depressed, look up the symptoms of depression and then you'll, you will know and then you can bring it into a psychologist and say, these are the ones that I have. Makes it a hell of a lot easier. But that's just an aside. <laughs> so for anybody that's curious, there's like no magic behind this. Like it's it's assessment, sure, and we learn about the disorders, but you too can read, you know, and you can really take ownership of your own mental health by knowing, you know, what you're looking at. Anyhow, back back to the issue at hand there. So <laughs> it was a tangent that was hopefully helpful for you. So the, the point here is women do struggle with more symptoms of depression. That makes them more tired. Women themselves get more tired than men. Women do a lot more of the child care according to statistics, you know, although with many couples that I see, men are split in the child care, but still um overall who i see is not the average people and with the average people the woman still does more child care so um in, what i'm saying by that is that people who are following me are generally tend to be more um engaged i mean guys who are reading about psychology are not your average guys but anyway the point being women are more tired so it's kind of like the lowest common denominator has to win she can just not be tired you know like that isn't possible if she's falling asleep she's falling asleep that's biology so if you are awake you can choose to lay next to her more than she could choose to stay awake she can't really choose to stay awake it would be like you choosing not to have to pee or something it's like a biological imperative so if your wife is falling asleep stay in the bed hug her be close spoon her and then if she falls asleep and you really have to get back out there and do other work or you want to get out and like watch tv or something like I guess go do it really try though to see if you may not have to and you can get on the same sleep schedule because if you get on the same sleep schedule you can also wake up in the morning with her which is another common female complaint is that they do too much of the morning routine alone because the guy's been up late and I'll tell you, yeah, there's some guys who still have like a lot of work to do at night, um, you know, like actual work for their job. But a lot of guys, let's be real, what are you doing late night on the computer? 
I mean, you're jacking off to porn. So this is what many, many guys do. And then they also do a little bit of work or something so they can say that there's a reason. You know, but many, many guys are using that time after the wife goes to sleep to just jerk off. And as I've said in my episode about masturbation, this is if you do not have a good sex life, what the hell are you doing diverting any of your sexual energy? This is not going to make you a better and more present partner it's overall when it starts to become every night and I know many people in that situation where it becomes every night and then of course it's addictive right of of anything you do every night is addictive so you get it you're habituated if you don't want to say addicted to porn say habituated so you get habituated the organism gets habituated over time as any organism does to this routine of basically wife goes to sleep at nine uh you say good night you go downstairs you wait till you know she's asleep and then you jerk off from like 10 to 11 does this sound like a healthy marriage yet it's the marriage of so many people that don't admit it And it's not a healthy marriage because then, I mean, there's myriad reasons that it's not. But the the first one is this is like the most separate possible of emotional existences. You know, she's completely lost in slumber. You are looking at women on the Internet. And uh, then then when do you, you reconvene at eight o'clock in the morning or seven when your kids are awake and you're going to, and they're going to school, barely talking to each other then, because there's no time. When is the time then that you guys get to be close and intimate? There is none. There's none. So you can make some. And if you are around more at night, you got a much likelier chance to be close emotionally and physically. And even if she can't be close at night, because I'm the first to say that women's testosterone is at its very lowest at night. It peaks at 6 a.m. just like men's. I've talked about that a lot. Um, if you're there in the morning because you got the same amount of sleep as she did and you're ready to wake up in the morning, well, guess what? You may have sex in the morning. And women like to be close, so generally. So if she sees that you are on the same page and the same team, literally in the same bed on the same schedule, this makes a lot of women feel a lot closer and a lot more connected. And this is, you know, very, very important as the groundwork to improving the both emotional and physical intimacy in your relationship is just literally setting aside time and so date night is always like talked about but people can't do date night with small children all the time you just cannot there's I mean it's not practical and even in a situation where uh, your in-laws your parents live next door and you could always drop off the kids it's still people are exhausted at night time is is not infinite money is not infinite rather it would be so much better to get into a schedule that actually makes use of things that you already have to do you have to sleep <laughs> you have to go to sleep so wouldn't it be better to make that something that you do together now, this, um, there, is a, there are a lot of guys, so this is a problem. There are a lot of guys who have untreated sleep apnea. There's some women, there's a lot of guys, and this, the snoring, then makes the woman not have them in the same bed. And even if they treat the sleep apnea frequently, there's the CPAP, the CPAP makes noise, whatever. Very few guys have compliance with the CPAP machine because it's annoying, etc. So the point is, so let's say you really just cannot sleep like uh, in the same bed. That's not the end of the world. 
or I mean, in, in the first case, I was talking about people who end up in the same bed, but more people than you know, I forget the statistics, it's like either 25 or 30% of married couples don't sleep in the same bed. Uh, because of things like snoring and different schedules, etc. That's not the end of the world. So maybe you could just be separate for the actual sleep time, but you can do the cuddle time before that until at least one person starts to drift off or fully falls asleep. And then the other person can go to wherever they go so that they can get a good night's sleep, whether that is, you know, uh, the the room next door or whatever. Um it does not have to, there's workarounds to everything. So if you really, one of you snores so bad that the other one cannot sleep with them and the sleep apnea machine or whatever you try to do doesn't work, then you can at least still have that nighttime cuddling time. And you can also have morning cuddling time because the person who wakes up first can come in and cuddle with the other person in the morning. And this can work for many people, and that is when they end up having sex. So you don't have to exactly sleep in the same bed, and many more people than you know don't because people don't like to share this because they think that it's like a bad sign or people will take it as that their marriage isn't close. In reality, many, many people have this issue because of, you know, rising rates of sleep apnea. So, the, which leads to snoring. So either way, my point is that there is a nighttime cuddle and bond window. And you know this instinctively because you probably do it with your kids, bedtime routine, talking with them at night and cuddling them and all of this. And then you don't even do it with your spouse. So what the hell? I mean, if we can see a greater example of child-centered marriage, I don't know what it would be than to have like a loving, close, connected, bonding bedtime routine with your kids. And then you say to your spouse, see ya. Peace, you know, I mean, what what does that really show? Nothing terribly good. And every night that passes in a disconnected way like that may be slowly eroding some of the foundation of your closeness, which is certainly not what anybody needs. You know, we want instead to build back up the closeness by putting in these specific delineated times and windows of bonding. And bonding in bed is a different and more intimate type of bonding. I'm not even talking about sex. I'm saying bonding in bed, emotionally close, cuddling and talking and or talking is is much better. There's a lot of women who have a physical touch love language that love to cuddle, but they never cuddle enough. This is a common problem because as soon as they start to cuddle, the guy wants sex. From his perspective, um, he never gets sex, so he he's going to take any opportunity that he has to push for it. But from hers, she never gets cuddling. So her she's cuddle-starved and he's sex-starved. So there's women with a physical touch love language whose husband would never put them in that bucket because the woman needs cuddling. Ironically, she needs physical touch to feel close, but she never gets non-sexual physical touch because he doesn't get enough sexual physical touch. If this is your situation, you guys are locked in a vicious cycle and... Um, of course, I always talk about that women need to focus on how you can, how, you know, understand responsive desire, how you could try more, how you could try to get in the mood. Men also, though, have to understand what is a physical touch that feels good for women. Massage, cuddling, uh, embracing each other, kissing, all of these things cannot go by the wayside or the sex that you get will be shit. You know, or it'll be absent. So one of those situations. And then that gets into the masturbating all the time cycle and everything kind of goes to shit. So hopefully you got something out of this. You and your partner can really try for a week to go to sleep at the same time and see what happens. You know, 
And on, on the other end, you could try to wake up at the same time and see what happens if you currently don't. If you wake up at the same time, if, so if you're a guy who usually wakes up at 8 a.m. and the woman usually wakes up at 6.30 with the kids, A, guess what? That's an hour and a half every day that she hates you. And B, if you got up with her at 6.30, you might be more tired and really fall asleep by 9.30, 10 when she wants to go to sleep. And so, you know, there's no, there's no like, tips and tricks about, you know, doing this magically. Like, you know, you, I'm not telling anybody take a Benadryl and, you know, take a, t- take a sleeping pill and, and make yourself sleep at the same time as your wife. But there's plenty of natural remedies such as getting up earlier like she does, get on her same schedule. You may need less sleep, but maybe it's it's not as as big of a disparity as you think when you've been completely on a different schedule. People always, by the way, have no idea about truly how much they sleep. This is why when people get those like watches or those rings or whatever that track your sleep, they're always shocked (laughs) because they either overestimated or underestimated based on their personality. So a person who's been going around being like, I only need five hours of sleep at night realizes they get more. And people that go around saying, oh, you know what? I need like 12 hours realize they only get seven. So it's interesting. But anyway, discuss this with your partner and see if you can commit to a week of having the same schedule and having that cuddle and bonding time at night, the same as you probably do with your children or did when they were small. And uh, thanks for listening and please do subscribe. I'll talk to everybody soon.